Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to yet another Bible study here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Welcome to our midweek service. And tonight we're going to have such a wonderful time in Jesus. I'm excited that you decided to join me again. I really am. And I know the Lord has a rich word in store for you. So stay tuned. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. All right. But before we can get started, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much tonight in the mighty name of Jesus for what you're doing in us and through us. And Father, we just ask that you would speak to us expressly by your word tonight. Let signs and wonders follow the ministry of your word and let your people be healed, delivered and set free. We love you so very much and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Awesome. Tonight we'll be speaking from the subject of overcoming the storms, overcoming your storms. In life we can go through different storms and different seasons, but one thing you have to know is that you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. And tonight we're going to see how Jesus will empower us to overcome the thing that has been overcoming us. This is a very special night, and I'm so thankful again that you're here. So let's go straight into the text tonight as we talk about, you know, Jesus and the disciples in the storm. All right. So let's look at this. So we're going to start here in the book of Mark, Mark, the fourth chapter. We're going to look at verses 35 through 41. Uh, now, in this particular case of scripture, this uh, particular account you will find also there in Matthew, the eighth chapter, verses uh, 23 through 27, and also there in the book of Luke, the eighth chapter, verses 22 through 25. So as you look at all three accounts of this, you'll get a much rounder picture. But I've chosen Mark, um, Mark, the fourth chapter, because I think it gives us a, a general amount of information uh, that will help us to understand the entire context of Scripture. And it gives us information that the other two Gospels uh, don't uh, give us at all. So I want you to see this. Now, of course, this account is not included in the book of John. Oh. I know it. I know it. But it is here in Mark. So let's check it out. All right. So here's Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41 of the King James Version. We're going to read it and then we're going to go back and talk about it. And it says in verse 35, and it um, and the same day uh, when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was into the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they wake him. And saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the, the wind and the sea obey him? Oh, I love Jesus. This is so powerful. 
Oh, all right, we're going to have a fun time tonight. So let's go back up to verse 35 and let's walk our way down. Now we may have to do a part two and a part three. I don't know, but we're going to get through it. We're going to take our time and really just dive right into the word of God. All right. So here it is again in verse 35. It says, and the same day when even was come. So we know the setting is uh, in the evening. It's the, the sun is going down. It's getting darker. So I want you right away to pick a uh, think about a nighttime type of scenario. Now, I know we're here in the studio, but this week I want to change a few things around. Let's see if we can change the studio appearance and we're going to do some special things. So let's hit our fancy app. All right. Studio change. And now look, everything is changing. So those of you that are listening by way of podcast, you really got to check this video out uh, to see all the fanciness that we have going on this week. All right. So we notice now it's evening time. And they're taking Jesus even as he was into uh, even even as he was into a ship. So right now he's tired. Most translations will tell you uh, that uh, it's been a it's been a long day and he is physically tired as they are going over to the other side. Look at verse 35 again. It says the same day when evening was come, he said unto them, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. So that's the sustaining word. Now that's going to be very important to us as we go on. He tells them, let us, you and I, disciples, boys, let's go over to the other side of the lake. We have business to attend there, to attend to on the other side of the lake. And so he's sleepy, uh, rather he's tired and they get into the boat and they go, all seems to be well. Now, verse 36 says, and when they had sent the, the multitude away, they took him even as he was into, uh, as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And um, that's also important because the same fate or the same test or trial that's about to happen is going to happen not only to the disciples, but those also that are with them. Now understand this, your relationship with Christ. Now this is all about uncovering something that's in the disciples and causing them to grow in faith in Christ, okay? It's, it, this is all about that. Now, they are with Jesus. They have the relationship with Jesus. I don't know who's in these other little ships, but because they are following, they're about to go through the same thing. You know, so uh, let this be um, a, a hint to the wise. Watch, watch out who you're connected to. Okay, because the storm that they go through, uh, that they're going through, may not be your storm. It may be theirs. You may be experiencing uh, trouble in your life, not because of what you've done or because of your growth in Christ, but because of theirs. Storms will arise, storms will arise. So the first thing I would tell you uh, as we overcome our storms, learn to overcome our storms or being victorious in our storms, I need you to pray, Lord, is this thing I'm in now because of me or because of someone that I'm with? 
Think about who, and there's another famous man that was also in a storm. Who was that? Jonah, somebody knows, Jonah. He was also there in a, in a boat. And you know, he was, he was supposed to be going to Nineveh, but he got on a boat going to Tarsus, and everybody on that boat was about to suffer because of him. It wasn't their problem, but he made it their, he made it their problem when he got on their boat. So watch and see. Who are you following? Who are you connected to? The storm that you're going through may not be theirs, may, rather may not be yours. It may be their storm. You need to, because listen, because it, if, if it is their storm, then they also have the power to release the storm, to awaken Christ. And we, we see this in the scripture, to awaken Christ so the storm will be over. You may not have the power to uh, push the storm away, but they do because it is their storm. Does that make sense? So you want to make sure now and ask, Lord, is this storm mine or is this storm someone that I'm connected to? If it's someone that you're connected to, then baby, you're just gonna have to ride it out. My friend, beloved of God, you're just gonna have to ride it out. All right, so because as long as you are following them, as long as you are with them, you're going to go into the same thing. Now, let me tell you this as we, as we go on, there are also some rewards, rewards for following Jesus, for following the disciples as they're in their little boats rewards because the scripture says that they were going to the other side of the lake. They were going to the country of the Gadareans, of the Gadareans. And some of you know about the, the, uh, the demon possessed man there uh, on the other side. That's the very thing that they're going to. They're leaving the place that they are now, where they are now, and they're going to see about this man that is demon possessed. I mean, he is so demon possessed that the Bible says that people couldn't even shackle him or chain him. Uh, they couldn't. He would break the chains. He would break it. This man was fired up with some demons. Thousands of demons was, was in him. And they were going to the country of the Gadareans. That's was, that was their destination. And maybe we'll talk about that next week because that is some powerful stuff. But I want you to know, again, that there are rewards for following the right person. Even though there are storms, there are also some rewards because the word Gadarean, uh, oh my God, you got to see this. Uh, the term Gadareans means reward at the end. Rewards at the end. So there are rewards after the end. Now, let me back up. You say, well, hey, I'm in this storm. I'm in the shape. I'm going through this stuff when maybe I don't have to go through this stuff. But listen, you want to make sure that you are supposed to be following that leader, first of all. Because if you're supposed to be following that leader in that church, in that organization, when the storm comes, there's going to be reward at the other side of it. Hallelujah. There's going to be a reward. But if you're not supposed to be following, then why are you putting yourself through it? Why are you putting yourself through it? Let there be a time of evaluation. So first of all, you're asking the, asking the father, Lord, is this my storm? Is this my storm? And, and or is this a storm of someone else that I'm following? And am I supposed to be following them? Am I meant to go through this? Because if that is the will of God, if you're in the right place, that storm will lead you to promotion on the other side. You have rewards on the other side. Oh, my God. I hope you're getting this. This is this is so good to me. All right. So let's go back now. 
And uh, let's talk a little bit further. And so it says again in verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was into the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. Verse 37, it says, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now, we're going to spend a lot of our time right here in this verse because it is so powerful. I really want you to get it. Here's the here. It talks about the entire scene. Now, we already know it's dark. It's getting dark. It is evening time. Now it says there arose a great storm of wind. Let's talk about that as we get in the setting of this. A great storm of wind. So now the word storm means a violent attack of wind. Storm means a violent attack of wind. Wind, the word wind there in the text means a violent agitation and stream of air. A violent agitation and stream of air. So when you put these together, what's, what are we actually saying? They were being tormented. They were being tormented with an attack of violent agitation. They were being attacked with violent agitation. Now let's, let's spend some time and talk about the word agitation. Why are we talking about agitation? Because the word wind means a violent agitation. A violent agitation. Think about if you've ever gone to uh, any type of home improvement store and uh, you bought some paint and they put it in the little shaker. They put in the shaker to, and, and, and the, the shaker would agitate that paint. It would shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, stir it up. Or if you've ever washed clothes, you know, and you, the cycle on the washing machine, I believe, has an agitation cycle, shaking, shaking, shaking. It's trying to shake um, the dirt and the grime or whatever that's on the clothes. It's shaking it off. It's shaking it off. So listen, they're in a storm. Basically, they're in a storm of agitation. They're in a storm of violent agitation. Think about it in terms, let's stay with the washing machine for a moment. Think about it in terms of the washing machine. You're in a storm of violent agitation. There is something that must be shaken off of you. Something that's in you or on you that the Lord is allowing this experience to shake off of you. Now, being agitated does not feel good. I've never had the, uh, the pleasure of talking to the laundry in the washing machine, but I would guess that they don't like being shaking around like that. But here we go. They were in a storm of violent agitation. Let's talk about agitation for a moment. Now, got some definitions. Let's talk about definitions of the word agitation. It's going to help bring things closer together. Agitation is a state of anxiety or nervous excitement. A state of anxiety. Listen, it also means a state of wildly excited action or emotions. 
you are wildly excited. Something is going on. Something is stirring you emotionally. That's this thing. You're being stirred emotionally. That's the character, the character of the storm. The character of the storm is called, has come to shake you, to agitate you, to rile up your emotions. Now, who calls the storm? Who is the author of this storm? Well, it cannot be God. Why do I say that? Because the, Jesus said that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. He said, if Satan cast out Satan, how shall his kingdom stand? So if God is causing this storm, then why would God rebuke the storm? So we know it has to be a demonic storm, some type of demonic influence. The Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. This is a demonic storm. Well, why is the enemy pushing the storm? Why is he forcing this agitation, this, this stirring, trying to work you up emotionally? Why is he stirring? Because he knows where you're headed. He knows you're headed to your reward. Glory. Somebody's getting this. I feel like doing some. Oh, my God. He knows you're heading to the place of your reward. Now, he has this man over there, this um, this demoniac man there at Gennesaret. You can see them over there. Can you see him? He's over there and he's terrifying everybody. He's in the tombs and he's cutting himself and he's crying out all night long. And people are afraid of him big time. And again, they tried to chain him, shackle him, but they can't do anything with the man. The devil says, I know where you're going. I know you're coming to bring peace. I know you're coming to bring deliverance and I can't have that. Let me send agitation into your life. Let me agitate you. Let me stir you up emotionally. Let me stir you up so you will stop doing what you're doing. We know at the very end of this, what happens? Jesus awakes and rebukes the wind. He rebukes it. Now, again, if God calls the storm, why would God rebuke something that God has done? Not going to happen. Same thing with sickness and disease. I heard people say, well, God put this on me. Well, if you think that God put it on you, why are you asking him to heal you? If God put it on you, why are you asking him to heal you? The kingdom of divide against itself cannot stand. So, no, God didn't do it. He didn't do it. But he will uh, use this. He'll use this as a growing opportunity, as a learning opportunity to shake something off. Think about that wash machine again. To use the agitation to shake the dirt off of you, to, to shake the oils off of you or, or whatever's on you or in your life to shake it out. All right, so let's go back. This is powerful. So agitation means, again, it also means an uneasy state of mind, mind usually over the possibility of an anticipated misfortune or trouble. So it's also an uneasy state of mind. Are you feeling uneasy? You have an uneasy state of mind? You may be going through a storm. Going through the storm, you're, so you're agitated, you're, you're, you're uneasy. It's a state of anxiety. I mean, so things are going around, round, round, and round, and, and, and you don't know what's going on. Let me tell you, my friend, let me tell you, first of all, be hopeful and be in faith because this thing, uh, this thing did not come into your life because God sent it. 
this thing may come into your life. And because I believe you're listening to me now and, and watching this now, let me just say it to you prophetically that this thing has come into your life to hinder you from going somewhere that you are going. The enemy does not want you to inherit your rewards. He's trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you. But Jesus is about to tell us how to overcome the storm that you may inherit the thing that was meant for you and that you may destroy the works of the adversary. Glory to God. This is your time. This is your moment. This is your time in destiny. And I'm here to prophesy to you, here to declare to you that you are an overcomer and you will overcome your storm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Oh, this is so good. All right. Now, to help bring this even further, let's look at some synonyms of the word agitation. Synonyms, you know, words that are like it. Let's look at some synonyms to help you help redefine this. So we're in a storm of violent agitation, violent agitation. All right. So let's give, give us some more words that are like it. What, what is like agitation? Here are some words. Worry. Uh, uh, anxiety, anxiousness, apprehension, care, concern, fear, nervousness, uneasiness, being uneasy. All those things are right there in agitation. They're in agitation. You're being agitated. But let me tell you, you will overcome this thing big time and inherit what God has for you. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. This is so wonderful. Now, look at this. <clears throat> Let's go back to verse 37. It says, and there arose a great storm of wind, a great storm of agitation, violent agitation, violent worry, violent fear. We could even say stress and all this is coming against you. Now, I can truly say that this probably would not be happening in your life if Jesus were not in your ship. But because you're carrying the anointed one and his anointing, the enemy is trying to stop you. But let me tell you, don't put him off your boat. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your faith. Continue to trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go on even further here. This is so good. It says, and there arose a great storm of wind. And as a result of that wind, the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now, here comes another lesson here. I hope that you're here. Are you with me? Here comes another lesson. The waves, the waves really talk about people. Talk about people. In the book of Revelations, Jesus spoke with a, with a voice of many waters. The waves talk about people. And the wind, the wind talks about breath, air. It talks about air, breath, talks about spirit. So here's a lesson I want to get out of. I want you to hear, hear that sometimes your problems aren't due to the people themselves or the source of your problem aren't the people, but it's the influence upon the people. The water was meant to carry them safely from one side to the other side. But something 
agitated the water. The wind agitated the water. The, the wind stirred up the water. And what was meant to carry them safely from one side to the other was now coming into the ship, beating the ship, beating the ship. And now the ship was overflowing, overflowing with the thing that was meant to carry them safely right the water was meant to be a support for them as they rode upon the water the water was meant to support the weight of the ship as it carried them over so here's a question here you'll find sometime if you're in a storm your greatest supporters will become your greatest haters you'll find that sometimes your supporters those that were holding you up the water was holding them up now is turning against them why not because you said something not because you did something but because an adversarial spirit a foreign wind has come in and has stirred them up and has stirred them up and has stirred them up so if you go to them and you start railing railing against them attacking uh, attacking them posting nasty things they post something nasty Nasty, and you post something nasty and all this stuff the enemy's just in the back he's just uh, laughing up laughing his head off he has created something he's created a monster but if you instead do what Jesus did get up and rebuke the spirit rebuke the wind because it is the wind that is the problem it is the agitation that is the problem not the person themselves think about it what if someone comes home from work and they've had a terrible day at work they've had a terrible when they left that morning was fine but now they've had a terrible day at work what happened all those other influences are, have come upon them and and now they're agitated and what happens they open the door honey I'm home and they bring the agitation right into the house and the house begins to feel with it and they just they um, they infect the children they infect they they infect everybody with that with their anger and with their hostility they infect everybody I had a terrible day I had a terrible day. They infect everybody. And this is what I this is what I would definitely tell every head of household and everybody that works. You have to go out, even students in school, before you come into the house, uh, decontaminate yourself with the blood of Jesus. Glory. <laughs> decontaminate yourself with the blood. Just say, Father, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus to wash me and cleanse me from all the impurities of this world. Wash me and and cleanse me from the fear and, and the toxicness and the negativity of this world. I don't want to take it into my family. Would you wash me? Would you cleanse me with the blood of Jesus? Cleanse me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I mean, you get yourself settled and then you go on into your house. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't you always wipe your feet before you go into the house? <laughs> you wipe your feet. Well, do the same thing spiritually. Glory to God. Wipe your feet before you go into the house. Glory. You know, that's what they would do in Bible times too. Somebody would be at the door with a bowl of water and they would wash the feet of the person. Hallelujah. Before they sat down to eat. All I'm telling you to do is wash your feet before you go into your home. You don't want to bring that mess on into your own household. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, this is thrilling. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm telling you, we've got a good thing going here. Glory to God. And I'm glad that you are here. All right. So it says, and there arose a, verse 37, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. 
can't hold anymore. The ship is now full of water. The water is a good thing, but it's out of place. It's good, but it's out of place. It belongs under the boat and not in the boat. So there are things that are out of order and the disciples are terrified. They are terrified. There's so much coming at them. And what is Jesus doing? He is asleep. Now he is our perfect example. And this is how we're going to see and learn how to overcome because Jesus is our perfect example and we're going to follow his pattern. We're going to follow after him and we're going to glean these truths. Amen. All right. So this is wonderful. All right. Let's see. Let's, I want to make sure I got all this. Uh, this is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. So the waves beat into the ship. Now, I'm not sure if I've told you this already, but the ship represents your life. It represents your home, it represents your your business or your ministry. What was supporting you, the water under you has now gotten into it. It's it's there's something that's out of place. Your greatest supporters have become now your greatest hindrance. What was for you is now against you. And it hasn't been because of you, but because of someone else, something else that has stirred them up against you. Someone else, something else stirred them up against you. Well, you can again, you can arise in the authority of Christ Jesus and you can speak to the wind. You can declare in the name of Jesus, I speak to you, you hindering spirits. I speak to you, you agitating spirits, you spirits that are hindering or you spirits that are causing frustration, worry and stress and anxiety in my life, in my boat. I command you uh, to go in Jesus name. I rebuke you. By the authority of Christ Jesus, I rebuke you. I will not settle for this. I will not settle for this. Are you hearing? I'm telling you, so this is something that we've got to do. The Lord is instructing us what to do when these times come. So let's back up for a moment. If you're in a storm, you need to ask the father, father, am I in this storm because of me? Is there something that you're shaking off of me that you're trying to get off of me? Some dirt, some sin or something. Is there something that you're trying to do in me? Or is this storm coming as a result of someone that I am following of someone that I'm connected to? Now you need to reevaluate, Lord, if I'm not supposed to be following you, please help me now. Hallelujah. But if I am supposed to be following and I go through a storm, then I must know and you must know that there is rewards at the end. There are rewards at the end. Glory. You never go through trouble without some type of reward. Hallelujah. All right. So let's get back into this. This is so good here. So we've got to deal with the storm, deal with the storm. All right. Now. Yeah. Aha. I love this. Many people will go through storms. Many of those who or rather let me say it this way. Everybody's going to go through a storm in life. Whether you believe in Christ Jesus or not, everybody will go through it. But those who have Christ in the boat can hit the panic button. 
can hit the stop button, can cause the Lord, can arouse the Lord to come up and handle the situation. Are you hearing? Now, them at that point, they had the physical body of Jesus in the boat. They had the physical body, the physical presence of the Lord with them. And so they had to arouse the physical presence of the Lord with them. But now the Lord is not physically with you so much as he is in you. So I don't have to go to the hinder part of the ship and awaken him right where I am. I can call the name. I can call on the name of Jesus. I can use his authority. I can use his authority against this against this violent attack of agitation, this violent attack of wind. Hallelujah. So this is wonderful. Now, Jesus. Now, what's. Uh, yeah. Now, so there's a violent attack of wind and it's all around them now. Can you hear the wind uh, just blowing all around them? And they are fearful. They are they are terrified beyond measure. Can you see them? They are they are terrified uh, in the boat, terrified in the boat. All right. Now, Jesus is the only one that is not agitated. He's the only one. So here's uh, I'm bringing our final point of the day. Um, making this final point of the day. So I pray that you hear me. Here's the final point of the day. Don't allow what's around you to get in you. Don't allow what's around you to get in you. Now, they couldn't stop the water from getting into boat, the, the water from getting into the boat, but they can stop the water from getting into them. They couldn't stop the, uh, the, uh, the effect of the wind upon others around them, but they can stop or don't allow that fear, agitation, worry to get to get in them. They couldn't stop it from getting around them. You can't stop other people from getting agitated and from getting frustrated and all that stuff. You can't stop them from doing that's their choice, but you don't have to allow their fear to become your fear. And that's the thing we're talking about. Don't allow their fear to become your fear. Uh, are you hearing? Don't allow the agitation that's around you, the negativeness that's around you to get in you. Because once it gets in you, it will affect your walk and relationship with him. And this will actually prolong your time in the storm. It will prolong your time in the storm. So first, again, I'm not sure what number this is. This is number five point. I don't know. But if the agitation has gotten in you, then it needs to come out of you. If the water has gotten in you, it needs to come out of you. When someone is drowning, they begin to breathe for them and pump, pump, pump. And what happens? The water, the water comes up because it was out of place. It was out of place. The water has to come out and then you can breathe again. So we're going to have to confess, Father, I've been agitated. I've let these folk bother me. You know, uh, I've let all these uh, the, the cares and the fears of this world. I let it get in me. But Father, I confess now that you are my strength, that that with you, I can do all things. And I reject this fear. I reject this agitation. I reject this worry. That is not what you called in my life. And I receive the peace of God that passes all understanding. And your peace will keep me through this time. Hallelujah. 
So that's what we're going to have to do. Are you hearing? Oh, this is so wonderful. I love this. But again, don't let their fear become your fear. And as we begin to close, understand that Jesus did talk about fear happening in the last days. It's going to happen. You see it in the news. You read it in the newspaper. You, you see it in your social media posts. Somebody's doing something bad here, there, everywhere. Somebody's doing something wrong. Somebody's doing something bad. And all that stuff is wind. It's wind. The enemy is trying to agitate you. He's trying to stir you emotionally so that you will be afraid. Why? So that you will stop going where you're going. So that you will stop doing the work of the Lord. He's trying to agitate you with fear. Jesus said, listen, uh, he said here in Luke, the 21st chapter, verse 26, it says, people will, will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. People will be terrified. People will be terrified, but you don't have to be terrified because Jesus is your hope. Hallelujah. He is your hope. He is your rock. He is your redeemer. And you know the scripture here in second Timothy, the first chapter, verse number seven, I'll read it. It says, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's not giving you fear. We reject the fear of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus is on our part. He is on our side. Hallelujah. We are with him. And we know that Isaiah 60 talks about darkness covering the earth and, and gross darkness of people. But God's telling us to arise. Arise, arise during the time of darkness because your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You don't have to fear what they fear. Glory to God. All right. So let's wrap this thing on up here. Now, was there is there proof that the disciples were afraid? Is there proof that they were afraid? Can, can we really know that they were afraid? Oh, sure, sure we can. Let's look at it. As a matter of fact, when they uh, went to Jesus, uh, they said to him, Master, carest, carest thou not that we perish? They said, don't you care about me, Jesus? Don't you see all of these bills? Don't you see, don't you hear what all these people are saying? Don't you care about me, Jesus? Don't you care that I'm about to die? Don't you care I'm about to lose everything? Don't you care about me, Jesus? So the storm has done its work. They go to Jesus with words with a confession of fear. And now they're telling the one who has loved them, who will die for them up on the cross, who who has given everything for them. They're telling him, don't you care about me? Well, this storm revealed something that was already in them. It revealed in them, uh, revealed to us and to them that they really didn't know how much Jesus loved them. They really didn't know how much he cared for them. They, they really didn't know. They really didn't know. Because uh, they said that to the Lord, Master, don't you care? And then we know the Lord arises. The Lord, we know the Lord arises. Now, this is a, a highly prophetic word, too. Highly prophetic. Because it really, uh, look at Psalm 68, 1 
through three. We'll just read that. We'll begin to close out. I know this must be my 10th closing now, but <laughs> come on. You can always pause it if you need to. Hallelujah. All right. Here is Psalm 68 verses one through three. And this is how it says, let God arise. How it reads, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. His smoke is driven away. So drive them away as wax melteth before the fire. So let the let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Let God arise. And when God arises, his enemies are scattered. Well, what happened? They got Jesus up and he did. He got up and he rebuked the wind. He didn't rebuke the sea because the sea is not the problem. He rebuked the wind. Can we see that again? Let's go back. Look at verse 30, 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Calm down, people. Calm down, people. He rebukes the devil. He rebukes the adversary. And tells the people, calm down, peace, be still. And uh, in verse 40, and he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And this is where we want to end today. This is so big. How is it that you have no faith? And look at that same verse out of the Amplified Bible. And I think this will bring it home to us. It says in verse 40, Jesus said unto them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith and confidence in me? In me. Grab a hold of that. He said, where's your faith? Where's your faith in me? Don't you know, boys, that I'm here with you in this boat? Listen, the Lord's with you in your apartment. He's with you in your house. If you get put out, he gets put out too. If you go out without a car, if your car gets towed, his car gets towed too. He's in there with you. He's in there with you. You are together. Boys, don't you understand that I am here? I'm not going to allow us to be tipped over and to drown in the sea. Trust in me. It looks bad, but it's not too bad for me. It looks impossible, but it's not impossible for me. Why are you so afraid? Why don't you trust in me? Lord said, trust in me. I can carry you through this thing. So maybe what they should have done they could either either have gone to Jesus and, you know, in faith is, Lord, would you knock this out? Because, you know, this is really bothering us. Would you handle this, Jesus? But instead they go to him in fear. Or maybe what I like to say, too, maybe they all should have gone over with him and and went to sleep on the pillow, too. One of the highest forms of um, resistance, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. One of the highest forms of, of, of resistance is, sim is simply um, ignoring it. <laughs> Ignore it. Yeah, I see it. I'm not impressed, devil, what you're doing. I'm going to sleep with Jesus. I'm going to trust in him. Jesus has got me. 
Hallelujah. I'm not going to be impressed with this or with that. I'm not going to be impressed. The Father supplies all my needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I refuse to be impressed by you, devil. I refuse to be impressed by what you're doing or by what they say, what they're saying. I refuse to give you any honor or awe. I will give that to the Lord. Hallelujah. I refuse to hear your tauntings. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to sleep with Jesus. I'm going to go and lay down on this pillow, on this cushion with Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I know if he's at rest, then I must be at rest. And my friend, this is how we're going to overcome in the storm. Be at rest. Don't allow the enemy, uh, don't allow his influences to get inside of you. Continue to be at rest in Christ. Hallelujah. Knowing that he's got you. Now, I didn't say it's going to be easy. But it can be done. Focusing on what he said. Remember, he gave us a sustaining word in the beginning. Let us go over to the other side. That's the word. Let us go over to the other side. That word will be fulfilled. Let us go over to the other side. Have faith in what he said. He said you'll make it. He said he would heal you. Don't lose your faith. Trust in him. And this is how. We're going to overcome that storm. Well, after the whole thing is over, the disciples marvel. I love this. They said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? And guess what? All that awesome power is now in you. Glory to God. You are never, ever alone. And you are on your way to your reward. Well, we've made it to the end of yet another Bible study, and I pray that you are richly blessed and encouraged. I so enjoyed you today. You are God's beloved, and he loves you so very much. And it would be an honor for me to pray with you. Are you ready to pray? Well, put your hand right there on the screen or on your smartphone or however you're watching us, and let's say this short word of prayer together. Father, I pray for your beloved. I pray for the one that you love. Lord, I pray that you will stir them to right action to you and with you. Lord, I pray that you would fill their hearts with courage and with confidence and that as they're in the storm, that they would see you arise in their lives. Father, I pray against uh, any demonic influence or hindrance in their lives. I command that thing to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let the resurrection power of Christ come alive on the inside of them. And Father, I pray that you would cause them, that you would cause them to get to their great reward on the other side. For there's so much that you have in store for them. Father, I pray that you would encourage them and that you would inspire them and that a fresh fire would be ignited on the inside of them and that those who were disappointed would now become appointed to a higher place in you. Lord, we love you so much and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Amen. Well, my friends, again, thank you for joining us. I pray that you're with me here on next week when we're going to do this again. And I'm excited to be here. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear even more messages and get our podcast. There are links for the podcast right there on our website. And I know it's going to richly bless you and encourage you. If you're watching us by way of YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the bell 
bell notification so that you will know when the next video is available. Now, every Wednesday at six o'clock, we are here live. And every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we are here live. And throughout the week, I'll send you just a brief sermon clip, maybe a three minute clip that's going to encourage you as you go out your, as you go throughout your week. Well, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and we do too. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We love you, Jesus, and we love you guys. Have a great week. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.